Honestly, if you had to choose between the two, having pain or having a relationship with God, like, you know, relationship with God is much more valuable than being pain-free. And to have something like that consume you to the point where you lose God would be the greatest loss, would be losing God. Hello and welcome to LifeSpring. My name is Steve Webb and I am your host. So good to have you with me today. And that was how we left off with part one of this amazing interview with one of my all-time favorite singer-songwriters, Adrena Thorpe. By the way, that's spelled A-D-R-I-N-A-T-H-O-R-P-E. I talked to someone a couple of days ago and they didn't hear the name properly, so that's Adrena Thorpe. Today you're going to get to hear the conclusion of that interview. You'll hear how God has continued to encourage her in some very personal and intimate ways ways that were specifically tuned to speak to Adrena so that she knew that it was truly him speaking. And so hang in there for that. But first, a word from our sponsor. The LifeSpring Show is brought to you by me, the guy with the friendly voice. If you, your business, your church, or other organization are looking for a signature voice, a friendly voice, drop me a line at studio at theguywiththefriendlyvoice.com. On today's show, we'll finish the Adrena Thorpe interview, like I said, and after that, I'm going to let you know just a little bit about what's been going on in my life, including some news about my relationship with my mother. If you've been listening for a while now, you know that a couple of years ago, my mother and I had uh, some real difficult times, and so I thought you might like to know what the latest news is, so hang on for that. But let's get to the conclusion of the interview right now the most important thing is just to get closer to him again because while you're in the pain when you feel the absence of his love it um it makes the pain harder but when you're in his presence his love sustains you and then the pain is more bearable and then you feel more hope and you know honestly if you had to choose between the two having pain or having a relationship with God, like, you know, relationship with God is much more valuable than being pain-free. Yes. And, you know, to have something like that consume you to the point where you lose God would be the greatest loss, would Mm. be losing God. And, you know, that was kind of happening to me. I was trying not to, but it was just like, I just want to be better. I just want to be better. I just want to be better. And it's like, what am I really losing? What am I really losing? My relationship with God. And... Now that God's been helping me, like I'm starting to get my relationship with him back, which is good because I almost didn't want to, I was like, this is awful. I do not want to be healed right now because I am so far from him. It's just going to mean I only love him when things are good. Mm. And then was that really a true love? And, um, and then how will I ever be confident that I really do love him? And how do I not know that if something really bad happens again, I'm just going to fall again. Mm -hmm. So So he's used this to confirm in your own heart your um, commitment to him, your dedication to him. Yeah, just because of his grace, because he's been encouraging me through it. And, you know, not because of me, because it's been really hard. He even gave me more encouragement the next time I went to go to that city. I had been watching this, like, sort of healing revival online, not really sure, like, does God really heal people these days? And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of thinking, you know, you know, maybe sometimes he does, but I don't know. Does he really do it that much? I don't know. I mean, I just was pretty ambivalent about sure, it. I understand. But there, I'd been watching these because my friend had told me about them and sort of skeptical watching different people like, oh, there's a paralyzed woman and now she's walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a blind person and now they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
well, I bet it's a fake, you know, (laughs) let me go check it out. And like, you know, just watching for a really long time, like being really skeptical about it. Mm -hmm. And that's healthy. But the more I watched it, the more I I would kind of like research these people and realize like, oh, you know what? Like it took a really long time because I had a lot of doubts about them. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that that really happened to that person that well, number one, Christians are terrible at hiring actors yeah. and there's way too many of these people and they all are way more real sounding than, and the things that happen to them are um, way too spectacular for them to have convinced themselves of. Mm. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's, that's another story and that's for people to believe whatever they want to believe. But anyway, I, I had just been watching it and I just prayed like a week before this thing happened, I was like, God, why don't you just send them here? Like, I'm kind of like grumpy at God. I'm just like, ah. And then um, my friend called me a few days later. She goes, Adrena, they're going to be in Santa Ana. Uh-huh. And they're like way over in Alabama. And they're always in Alabama. And I was like, I just prayed that. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe I'm supposed to go there. Uh-huh. So I went there and didn't get healed. Oh. And went there the next night and I saw people coming back, giving testimonies and I didn't get healed. And I got prayed for a bazillion times. And then I was like, you know what? They're going to that city where my doctor's at eight minutes from where I got that pool thing. Maybe that's what God wants me to do. And, you know, I don't have all the answers. This mm-hmm. is the thing. I really don't have all the answers. And But I just went there and I was like, okay. Maybe this is it. Come on. Here we go. I'm flying there. So I flew there. I went there. I went to the revival and I got prayed for and I didn't get healed. Mm. And every time I got prayed for by the person that God was using to do a lot of healing, he was giving me like different answers than he was giving other people. Mm. He was like, sweet. (laughs) It was like the kind of things God would say to you, but it was like aggravating, like why don't you just pray for me now that I'll be healed? So what was he saying? He was saying, well, the first time he prayed for me, he, he was like praying that God would heal me. And he was like, don't plead, just receive. Don't be afraid. Look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then the second, and I, cause you know, I was like, oh, you know, like God wants to do this. Like, you know, like don't be pleading, you know, just don't. And then the next time he was like, stand and worship, which is fitting because I can't sit. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then the next time, he said, do you remember what I said? Just receive. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> I don't get it. And then the next time he prayed for me, he's like, Lord, heal this woman. <laughs> She's hungry. Uh, <laughs> was really I'm getting funny. tired of seeing her. <laughs> the last time he prayed for me, he's like, just, just let the presence of God fall on you. Just let the presence of God fall on you. Don't look to man. Look to God be still. He's like, you're looking to man. I was like, no, I know only Jesus can heal me. And he's like, okay, just let the presence of God fall on you. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. So I was pretty broken after that night, even though I'm like, those are all good things. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to be close to God. Yes, obviously I want that better than healing, but right. darn it. Why can't you just do this yeah, now? Sure. That would have been a really great story to tell people. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was by my pool and I got healed and God gave me all these signs. And nope, and God's like, mm-mm. Like, I was like, this would be a great testimony. No, mm-mm. And so that night I was I was really hurt and I just felt really sad. And I was like, God, I just, just want you to hold me. If you just hold me, I could endure this. Yeah. If I could just feel you <laughs> here holding me, then I could handle this. It's just so, I'm so hurt. Like, why not me? Mm-hmm. 
And the next morning I decided since I was in that city, I better go have lunch over by my pool because they have the best tacos at this restaurant over there. It's like, <laughs> it's amazing. So I went over and got my tacos and my iced tea and I'm sitting by the pool. And I'm like, you know what? God gave me this pool. His promise still stands. That really happened. I guess it just wasn't his time. And then I just felt like God was like, check your email. And they have Wi-Fi there. And I was like, no, that's just me being an email addict. I check it every time, like all the time. And I was like, no, that really didn't seem like me. Okay, I'm going to check my email. And so I checked my email. And then I was just like, like floored. Like, because in my inbox were these two emails that one mentioned my promise verse directly and the other one talked exactly about what had happened the night before. And (laughs) so the first email was, um, I'll just read a part of it. It's called Little Faith, which is how I would describe myself. Faith gives feet to the soul, enabling it to march along the road of the commandments. Love can make the feet move more swiftly, but it's faith that carries the soul. That's how it started. But then um, the part that, it talks about how little faith can save a man, but little, but little faith cannot do great things for God. It uh, um, then it goes on to say, "This is where this is where it hit me because it was like describing me the night before. I was definitely crying, and then like my promise verse, like where I'm supposed to be. It said, "Little faith stands despondently, mingling her tears with the flood." Yeah, it says her, mm. but great faith sings. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And she crosses the stream at once. Mm, wow. And, and that's my verse. And that's my pool. And yeah. there it comes in my <laughs> inbox. <And laughs> I don't know. Mm. And I was just like, thank you, God. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. And then the other one was, um, it was titled Away from the Crowd. It says, it describes in Mark 7, After Jesus took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears and then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said, Ephatha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. And it says, Many a times we have a predetermined expectation of God's deliverance in our lives, just like those people who assumed that Jesus was going to lay hands and heal that man. Mind you, I've been following this woman's devotionals and she only does the Old Testament. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue on this day, it's New Testament and healing. Interesting. Um, <laughs> just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. Um, so sometimes the deliverance, healing, or touch from the Lord may not be that easy or as straight as we think. We see here that Jesus took this man away from the crowd. There are many miracles mentioned in the Bible where Jesus healed the sick in the crowd. Then why not this time? Because that was I was that was what I was saying the night before. Why? Why not? Mm-hmm. If we are different, then our plans and purposes are different in the ways of our deliverance too. For some deliverance to happen in our lives, God expects us to be away from the crowd, to be in solitude, to be far away from all our dependencies, to be separated from the world, which offers us a false comfort that drifts us away from the complete dependency of God. Are you there, away from all? All your relationships that you valued most, are you taken away in solitude from the crowd? Don't be discouraged. This solitude will help you focus on Jesus and Jesus alone, because next time you go back to the crowd, you will be different, a completely changed person. Sometimes, 
Sometimes the deliverance that we crave for maybe a painful process, not that easy as laying on of hands. It might be a little more difficult, like putting the fingers into one's ears, or it's all the more difficult when you're humbled in the process of deliverance. Who will like someone spit on your tongue? Our ego, our identity, our attitudes, our emotions, all these are pruned well during such deliverances. Every day you humble more without asking questions and learning to accept the method of deliverance, no matter whether it's according to one's likes or dislikes. But the most important thing after all this pruning process is that there is a time when Jesus will look to us and say, be opened. And at that word, everything that was closed so far, spiritual, physical, and emotional, will be opened, not just partially, but completely. Are you there in that step-by-step process of deliverance away from the crowd going through painful and humbling pruning experiences? You are almost there. Do you hear him say, be opened? Come along with me in this journey ahead, which is going to be completely different because now we are not the same. Now we hear more from him and we have a testimony to share with the crowd. Mm. And it's like, because of what I had just been going through the day before, it was so fitting and I I wrote the author and I just thanked her profusely for for that because it touched my heart and she wrote me back and she said I spent three hours trying to write something else about my life story and the Holy Spirit just wasn't it wasn't working I felt like he wanted me to write this and she did this at the last minute and Mm. posted and you can tell there's even typos in it which isn't normal for her because it was so like just last minute and I was just so comforted when I read those like Okay, that's why you didn't get healed there. Like, mm. God didn't want it. Who wants to do it in a way that's just going to give him glory and nobody else? Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to ever have the faith to just imagine myself healed all by myself, but God can make anything happen. That's right. And so I don't know how, I don't know when, but there's too many things showing me that this is going to happen for yeah. it to not happen. Yeah. And so... Thank you, God. I'm excited that <laughs> like I'm getting these messages, these wonderful encouragements. Like he hears me. Yeah. And he hears everybody. You know, I mean, in if you seek him, he'll he'll show himself to you. And so I was just so comforted. I, I was so glad that I checked my emails. I was late for my flight. I did not care. <laughs> I got in line to rebook it. I had booked the wrong date. And as I was waiting in line to correct my flight, like God had one more awesome thing for me. I, I was in line and just all I was doing was just thinking about like those two emails, like God, that verse is really real. My, his God's promise still stands and God has a plan for how he wants to do this. And now I know he loves me because like he's really talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about that. And then all of a sudden I just kind of turned around to see who's in line. And I just like saw this image of this that just like made me like start to cry. And it was just, there was this dad and he was holding his little girl and he, um, I've never seen a dad so loving holding his little girl as this dad. It was just amazing. I mean, and in that instant, I just was like, God is holding me. Like, cause that night before I'd been like, God, just hold me, Mm -hmm. just hold me. Then I can handle this. And, um, the dad, um, he um, had this little girl in his arms and she was wrapped up in a little blanket and she was sort of like sucking on it. And she wasn't all that pretty. She was just kind of like not really aware that he was there, just happy with her blanket. And But he was like bent on the ground on his knees, like his whole body was curved around her. He had his head next to her face and the look on his face like, I am soaking this in because this is the 
best. I love my daughter. And I just started to cry. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, and don't and I was like, I I wanted to look back, but I don't look like I'm staring at this this woman's husband. Like I'm just, right. you know, like, oh, he's like, so I look back again just really quick and he's like patting her back. And then I look back again and he like gave her these little kisses. And it was like the sweetest, sweetest thing. Like she was completely unaware of how much he loved her. And she but he loved her so much it was like he had everything for her. Like that was he was just consumed with loving his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he enjoyed taking care of her and he he loved being near her and not only that but like he was still in charge of their flight like they were in line because they had to fix something because they were in line for the wrong they had to correct their flight so he'd spend a little bit of time talking to his wife or taking care of the other kids but it was like the whole time you knew that his heart was just thinking about her Mm -hmm. like the whole time and it was like they were waiting just like i was waiting and she was comforted by this blanket, just like I was comforted by these emails. And she was pretty much like unaware that he was there, just like I was pretty much unaware that God was holding me. Mm-hmm. And and he was in line taking care of everything that needed to be taken care of to like correct her flight so she could go home. And it was like, God's doing that for me. Yeah. And yeah. I... I was just so blown away by God's love. I, you know, I mean, I asked him to hold me and he did hold me in a way that I could experience, see it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so I can say that I know God's going to heal me. I don't know when, but I kind of think maybe it'll be soon. <laughs> We're I don't hoping. Know. I'm hoping. I, but you know what I am, what he has healed in me already is that, I'm excited about him again. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's what I wanted to be healed first because I don't want to just be excited about God when, when I'm well. Right. And like, I'm really excited about him and I, I sense his love for me. And it's like, he keeps showing me sweet things every day that like I could just go on and on and on, but I've gone on way long enough. And so... And so you're convinced that God hears us when we cry out to him. Yeah, definitely. And you're okay with putting your life in his hands as far as timing is concerned. Yeah. And I think it's important to know that sometimes, sometimes you know, God does have a timing for things. It's like you can have the faith and be believing, but you still have to wait for his timing. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are many examples in scripture that uh, God's timing is not our timing. Mm-hmm. He gave the promise to Abraham and Sarah that they would have a baby mm-hmm. that didn't happen right away. Exactly. It took many, many years. There were 500 years between the time that God last spoke and Jesus came. That's, that's a lot of silence. Yeah, exactly. And we need to be aware that even though it seems as if our prayers don't go any further than the ceiling, mm-hmm. God still hears. Exactly. God hears even when he's silent. Yeah, And if it were easy, it wouldn't take faith. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you say that you were, early on in a conversation, you said that you were doubting Thomas. And that's why God has given you all these very concrete (laughs) uh, confirmations. But that's okay. Yeah. When Jesus stood there and Thomas said, I want to feel, Jesus didn't chastise him. He said, okay, come on over. 
Put your hand in the hole in my hand. Touch my side. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to doubt. It's even okay to be angry at God. Mm-hmm. He's big enough for that. Exactly. And he still loves us. Mm-hmm. He enfolds us in his arms. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's going to be okay. Yep. Thank you, Adrena. Thank you for listening. I hope that um, everyone who's going through struggles in their life, I would just like to encourage you to just remember that God loves you. I mean, I, I went through years of really doubting it when I was going through this pain. Like, how could he love me to let me endure this? And I don't still have the answers, but I know that the incongruity of I am in pain and God really loves me, I can feel them both existing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think God's going to take care of it for me. And, but it, it's more important than that is like, well, if God takes a long time to fulfill his promises in our minds, might as well feel close to him while you're waiting instead of feeling all alone and yes. floundering. So I would just like to encourage anyone um, who's going through this to just draw closer to him because as I've been doing that, he's just been showing me more and more and it's gotten easier and easier. So... God is way better than than you imagine or expect and he's just he'll blow your mind with what he'll show you so he's good amen yeah before we go though mm-hmm. the way we met was through your music uh-huh and so let's talk a little bit about your music okay your first CD was very easy to listen to kind of um, light mm-hmm. um, happy sounding for the most part yeah your next CD, your latest CD, Half Light and Shadows, mm-hmm. is not as easy to listen to. Yeah. It's not as light and happy and airy. Mm-hmm. Knowing more about your story now, it's easy to understand. Yeah. You were letting that part, this pain, mm-hmm. uh, make your musical choices, mm-hmm. if I might say. Yeah, exactly. Talk a little bit about Half Light and Shadows. Well, Half Light and Shadows was written when I was already, I've already gone through several years of pain, not knowing if it's going to go away. And just, I had just sort of come to the conclusion that there's a lot of shadows in our lives, but there's still light. And it's just sort of the expression of pain while reaching for beauty, the expression of darkness while reaching for light. Um, expressing the misery while while still clinging to the good um because you you have a choice that's the only thing you have control over is whether you're going to f- what you're going to focus on and i'm not saying don't focus on the misery i i gave myself plenty of leeway to just let that all out but at the end of it after you've expressed your misery you have a choice you can find the light and enjoy that part while you're in the misery. And then at least you have some light. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of beautiful things in your life. And when you're going through pain, sometimes it's um, it's tempting to just be in the pain. And um, there comes a point where you can learn to, to choose, to will, to find the beauty in every day. And to, it's already there. I mean, to just accept that part and appreciate it. And... Um, me, I've always been a bit of a pessimist, a bit of a depressive. I mean, I'm an artist, you know, that's how they are, you know. But I think I've kind of, in a way, gotten happier <laughs> now that I have pain because I've learned how to how to be happy. You don't have to have everything go your way. Mm. It doesn't matter. 
if you scratch up your dishes, it doesn't matter if you scratch up your car. It doesn't matter if things get broken. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's so little that matters. (laughs) Enjoy the good parts and don't care about the rest. Mm. They don't matter. And then you're going to have you a lot happier. Yeah. So that's kind of what that's about. And then it's sort of like a journey from, I was supposed to be at least ordered like a journey from the darkest despondency to finding a ray of light and finding healing. And, and um, like, for instance, you know, not, not my favorite musically song, but the lyrics of kiss the day is just about, you know, embracing the beauty. <laughs> Thanks. It's about em- embracing the beauty in the midst of a broken world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heal is, well, now everybody knows what heal is about. It's yeah. about, I want to be healed. Yeah. <laughs> Some songs are about expressing darkness, expressing the darkness that you're with and wondering what it's going to be like when you finally wake up out of it. Some day, some songs are about rejecting the lies of the devil Mm -hmm. and just saying, no, I refuse that. I'm not going to believe that the lies that if you do this, then this will happen. If you do this, then, you know, like those lies are not true. Mm -hmm. And other songs like are about finding God, like they're actually a desperate plea for people to find God and to um, to find Jesus and to to step out on the water like um, walk is that's a song that's my desperate cry that people who don't believe in God will just take a step out on the water and that's that's what the whole bridge is about and that's why it sounds so turbulent and violent mm-hmm. because it's like when Peter walked on the water to Jesus and you know he first he was walking and then he saw the waves and boom he just fell down and it's like. That's what faith is, and I want people to find Jesus and walk on the water to him and and find the stillness and the safety in the midst, in the epicenter of just tragedy and turbulence and and terror. And, um, you know, Coming Home is also a song about hoping that people will find God. It's the story of the prodigal son. And, mm-hmm. you know, so they all... <laughs> They all, and they're all really have much deeper mess. They're not love songs for the most part. Right. You know, somebody reviewed it one time and said that I had said that they weren't all love songs. They're like, oh, there's just a collection of love songs. I was like, no, they're not. Do you have any idea? <laughs> I hadn't listened, evidently. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I highly recommend that if you don't have Adrena's album, you go get it. I guarantee you that uh, now knowing the background, you will really enjoy the album it's one that you need to listen to Uh, it's not one that you necessarily put on in the background Mm -mm. until you get to know once you get to know it it's great to have it on the background (laughs) because you you all the story comes with it and and that's good and so again adrena thank you so much for having us over thank you for coming and for listening and for asking questions and it's just thank you for sharing my story with your listeners this is really exciting i hope that soon i will be able to tell them that everything got fulfilled well we will certainly stay in touch okay and you'll let us know yeah well god bless you Rita. <laughs> thank you we'll god talk bless to you, you soon. too <laughs> i am one i am one of many in a sea full of shining stars when the lights go out on the city i see You can't
Check out Adrena's website at adrenathorpe.net. That's again, A-D-R-I-N-A-T-H-O-R-P-E dot net. She used to have .com, but somehow she lost control of that website or that, that URL. And so now .net is the new official place on the Internet for Adrena Thorpe. That's where you can buy her CDs, see photos, read her bio, and lots of other good stuff about Adrena. And speaking of special ladies, can I take a moment to talk about Marina Webb, who is a very talented and creative photographer. And she's the beautiful wife of my firstborn son, Matthew, and the mother of my firstborn grandchild, the beautiful Brixton. Marina's decided to create a presence for her photography business on the Internet and asked me to invite you to see her work. Her foray onto the net is in its infancy at the time of this recording, so her website is on Blogspot, but I'll be helping her build her own site real soon. In the meantime, check out marinaweb.com. That's M-A-R-E-E-N-A Web, W-E-B-B, marinaweb.com. Now, if you're in the Southern California area and you want to have images captured in beautiful and creative ways, Marina is the photographer you need to talk to. So go to marinaweb.com and take a look at some of the great pictures she's taken. Someone who has been on the internet for a long time and who's become almost family to me is Brian Duncan. He's a pioneer in Christian music, a Dove Award winner, platinum and gold albums. You've heard about him here before. Brian is in the midst of a Kickstarter campaign right now as I record this on November 19, 2011 goes until December 17, 2011, and the goal is to raise $40,000 for his next CD. He's offering some very cool stuff to those who contribute, including the opportunity to be listed as executive producer of the new CD. Just go to kickstarter.com and search for brianduncan.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N. I would like to say, just before I leave you, I'll be back. 
So, how you doing? I had a really busy summer, which is why this episode took so long to get out to you. Um, somebody this last weekend asked me on Twitter about uh, part two of this Adrena Thorpe interview, and he called me the king of the cliffhangers. R- really, it was not my uh, motivation, or that wasn't the reason that it took so long. It's just that I've been just incredibly busy. For those of you that don't know, I'm recording the Douay Rheims version of the the Bible, um, it's been a very long project. I'm uh, coming up on uh, actually two years. <sighs> That's too long. Uh, but it should be done by the end of December. So that will be wonderful to get that done. It's It's been uh, a, a challenge to do it, I have to be honest. Uh, I've enjoyed it, but it's been a challenge as well. The uh, language is very archaic, and uh, so it's been slow going. But uh, anyway, end of December, that should be done. That'll free up time, and that'll be good for this and the other LifeSpring podcasts. The re- By the way, the release date of this show, the one you're listening to, comes very near the seventh anniversary of the LifeSpring podcast. November 13th, 2004 was the very first episode. And for those of you that have stuck with me for all these years, I want to thank you very much. Uh, we've had some fat times, and we've had some lean times, uh, and I want you to know that I do appreciate you. Speaking of fat times and lean times, if you've been listening for a while, you know that my mother and I had some severe difficulties in our relationship a couple of years ago. I'm not going to rehash that uh, right here. Um, I'm kind of over talking about it. But I do want to let you know that um, I've seen her a couple of times over the last several months, and I invited her to join us for Thanksgiving dinner this year. The family's going to be gathering at my wife, the lovely Lady Leanne's brother's house. And on the way there, uh, we'll be stopping by to pick up Mom so that she can join us. I have to be honest, I don't know that our relationship will ever be what it once was, but I'm doing my best to do what God's Word says about honoring one's father and mother. So um, I'll let you know how that goes. On the next episode of LifeSpring, I've got a really great conversation with Tania Wallace, who's the National Campaign Chair for Donate Life. You don't want to miss it. Be sure you're subscribed to the show. Go to LifespringMedia.com and subscribe to the podcast via RSS or sign up for email notifications when a new show is posted, and you'll see the form for doing that right there at LifespringMedia.com. Let me know what you thought about today's show. Comment at LifespringMedia.com Drop me an email at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore steveweb underscore. I know it's funky, but uh, put up with me. What can I say? You can friend me also at facebook.com slash steve.web. That's two Bs in web. My thanks to Adrena Thorpe for joining me on the show today. Check out her website at adrenathorpe.net. Also, if you or somebody that you know needs an awesome photographer, check out my daughter-in-law's website at marinaweb.com. Really, she's a fantastic, very creative photographer. Also, don't forget to check out Brian Duncan's Kickstarter project. Go to kickstarter.com and search for Brian Duncan, B-R-Y-A-N. 
And of course, I will have links to all of these on the show notes page at, you guessed it, lifespringmedia.com. Of course, if you'd like to rent my voice for your business, for your ministry, or any other organization, well, not any other organization, I have standards, but <laughs> but uh, let me see, if you're listening to this show, you don't probably belong to an organization that I wouldn't want to put my name on, so I'll uh, just erase all that. Anyway. If you want to work with me, drop me a line at studio at thegaywiththefriendlyvoice.com. So, Lifespring number 211 is in the bag. Thank you for joining me. Till next time, may God bless you richly. I'm Steve Webb.